all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We also want to thank Eisenhower Center. It's a brain injury recovery center. Learn more about eisenhowercenter.com. They're located in Michigan and in Florida. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. Contact us if you'd like to be a sponsor on Veterans Radio, and let's move on to our program. We want to welcome to Veterans Radio today, Paul J. Ryan. Paul Ryan is a retired Navy Reserve captain. Um, He's uh, a resident of West Michigan over in Jensen, Michigan. Started life in Brooklyn, New York. Graduated with honors from the University of Notre Dame. Uh, commissioned as an ensign and made his all his way all the way up uh, to uh, captain. So, uh, Paul, welcome to Veterans Radio. Hi, Jim. Good to be with you. Well, you've served about twenty-five plus years in the Navy and Navy Reserve uh, with all kinds of different assignments uh, in peacetime, and and uh, you were a surface warfare officer. Um, how did a nice boy from Brooklyn, New York, end up in the Navy? Well, uh, uh, interesting question there. I actually attended a military high school in Manhattan. Uh, it's a pretty unusual school uh, at that time in that uh, it was a day school, not a boarding school like a lot of military schools are. Uh, it was also parochial. It was Catholic. And uh, the military program at that time was mandatory through the uh, Junior Army ROTC program. Uh, Fell in love with that and um, was looking when I was getting ready to graduate, looking at colleges and uh, I couldn't afford to go without a scholarship. So I was looking at uh, Army and Navy ROTC scholarships and decided um, I uh, didn't want to get that dirty by being in a foxhole, so I applied for a Navy scholarship and was fortunate enough to get it. Uh, graduated from uh, Notre Dame's uh, Navy ROTC program with my uh, bachelor's degree uh, two weeks after uh, the Vietnam War ended. Uh, the war ended April 30th, 1975, when the uh, uh, Viet Cong uh, 
captured Saigon and I was commissioned on May 17th. So I just missed the Vietnam War by two weeks. But you had a, a obviously a very interesting career and one that you enjoyed because you stayed. Uh... Yes, uh, um, I was on active duty for five years, all of that in um, uh, in San Diego, made one uh, peacetime deployment to the Western Pacific on a destroyer. Uh, was the oldest destroyer on active duty with the Navy at that time, was built in 1946, and um, stayed with that until uh, 2005. You had a uh, very interesting civilian career in banking as well. We're involved with Fifth Third Bank in Grand Rapids, which uh, if you're old enough like me, you notice the the predecessor was uh, Old Kent Bank, which had a great reputation. So you had a very fulfilling uh, civil uh, career as well. Yeah, I, I was 37 years uh, in uh, in banking when you stitch together uh, my time with Fifth Third and uh, time with Old Kent. And most of that, just about all of it was in the uh, trusts and estates and investment planning area. Um, a very interesting career, met a lot of interesting people, employees, um, uh, 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 vendors, as well as clients, and uh, really a lot of interesting situations and some um, interesting business travel as well. So you stayed involved uh, in your civilian career with military matters as well and veteran matters. You participated in uh, the Michigan Committee for Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve, or ESGR. You were active with the Military Officers Association of America, the United Veterans Council of Kent County, and the West Michigan Veterans Coalition. And all of that's to say uh, you are currently a board member uh, on the uh, Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor. And that's kind of why we have you on today, because we want to talk about an upcoming induction ceremony. Right. Uh, open to the public, uh, free and open to the public. So uh, uh, come on and uh, join us if you uh, find yourself in Lansing on November 19th. Well, let me turn now to the induction ceremony for the class of 2021. And as I said earlier, we're, we're talking to Paul Ryan, who happens to be the induction, induction ceremony chair, a board member of the Michigan Military and Veteran Hall of Honor. Uh, Paul, it's kind of a challenge to do two induction ceremonies on the same day, but you got a great class for 2021. Why don't you tell us who's in that class? Yeah, uh, uh, another great class for 2021. Uh, in the military category, we have uh, Pete Dawkins, uh, Army vet, uh, was a general. Uh, Catherine Farrell uh, with the uh, Michigan Army National Guard. Uh, Adolph McQueen, uh, who served in both the Marine Corps and the Army, private to two-star general. Uh, Suzanne Parrish, uh, uh, aviation pioneer. Uh, Jeffrey Stitzel, a long and distinguished career in the Army. Uh, Catherine White, uh, one-star general with the Army National Guard. Um, as uh, In the veterans category, we have Joseph Gablesberger, uh, Army vet, another uh, private to Lieutenant Colonel Story, rags to riches. Uh, Thomas Haas, uh, Coast Guard uh, veteran, uh, academician. Uh, Mike Rogers, uh, Army veteran. Uh, Joseph Schwartz, uh, Navy veteran, combat surgeon in Vietnam, and Sid Taylor, a Marine veteran and entrepreneur. 
again, a great mix of people, different branches, different experiences, different eras. Um, we're going to ask you to drill down on, on a few of these in, in a moment. Uh, but it's really an interesting mix, a lot different than the 2020 uh, mix and the 2019 mix. And I think that's what the board's going for. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, sort of that overriding uh, goal to represent all folks in this Hall of Honor. Yeah, we, we, uh, uh, while we focus on, uh, on achievement, Jim, we want to be aware of the benefits of uh, diversity. Uh, we actually see that in the board as well. Uh, we, um, we want a mix of uh, uh, officer enlisted uh, branch diversity, demographic diversity, male, female, people of color. And uh, I feel in, in my short experience uh, with the Hall of Honor board that uh, that um, uh, structure, uh, that attention to the benefits of diversity that we see resident in our board carries through to the selection process. And, and I think that awareness of diversity uh, helps us, has helped us in 2019 and 20 and 2021 to come up with uh, some really interesting and impactful uh, slates of inductees. And the 2021 list isn't really any different. It's another collection of some really outstanding people. Well, let me ask you to drill down a little bit on a few of these folks. I'm intrigued by the story of Catherine Farrell. Tell us about that. Yeah, Catherine Farrell um, uh, from Lansing uh, served in the uh, U.S. Army and the Army National Guard from 1987 until earlier this year in March. Um, she started out right at the bottom as a private and uh, attained the rank of command sergeant major, uh, which is the highest level of responsibility that any enlisted person in the military in any branch can have. Um, Catherine has had uh, numerous assignments with military police units, public affairs units, and headquarters uh, staff uh, organizations. Uh, she's had multiple overseas deployments. Uh, going back to uh, 2001, she uh, uh, deployed in support of the stabilization force in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. In um, a few years later, in 2004, uh, she deployed uh, in support of the multinational force and observers mission. Uh, your listeners may not know what that is, but the multinational force and observers mission is actually in the Sinai Peninsula. And it supervises the implementation of the security provisions of the peace treaty between Egypt and Israel. And uh, this is a mission, this multinational uh, force and observers is, uh, is a mission that the, uh, our own Michigan National Guard has supported for really decades, uh, almost since the peace treaty was, was written 30 some years ago. Very, very interesting experience there. Uh, Catherine also deployed to Afghanistan with a military police unit uh, and also uh, deployed to Guantanamo Bay uh, in support of uh, Operation During Freedom, where our uh, uh, terrorist prison is. Uh, I've not spoken to Catherine directly about that, but I have spoken to other uh, soldiers who have served there, and that's not easy, uh, not easy duty. Well, she has a uh, long list of military awards, which we're not going to have time to go through, but including the Bronze Star 
which is quite something and various overseas uh, assignment ribbons. But but she was the first woman on a couple of fronts. Um, you mentioned she was the first woman to become a state uh, command sergeant major. Uh, but she was also, I found this interesting, the first woman to attend the urbanized sniper school. Yeah, um, uh, let, let's let's back up just a minute to the state command sergeant major. There are lots of sergeants major in the Army National Guard in, in Michigan and in all the states, but there's only one that attains the rank of command sergeant major for the entire state. That is the highest position that an enlisted person can have in the Michigan National Guard. And Catherine is the first woman in the history of the Guard to have that. But as you as you alluded to, uh, Jim, uh, she's had some other interesting firsts. Uh, the first woman to attend uh, the uh, what's called the Urbanized Sniper School, uh, and was its honor graduate. Uh, that's a that's a combat uh, 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 combat training that hasn't really been open to women for for very long. And she was the the, the, the a barrier breaker there that uh, uh, and, and not only did she get in, she was at the top of the class. She was also the first woman to serve uh, in at Fort Bliss, Texas, on what's known as uh, the Special Reaction Team or SRT. This is like a SWAT team, uh, specialized military police units that are trained uh, to respond to any crisis situations that may occur in army installations. These SRTs were established in Army posts in reaction to the uh, Fort Hood shootings in 2009. You may remember that a lot of civilian police had to get called into that. Well, the Army realized that uh, time is of the essence in a crisis situation like that, so they built their own uh, SWAT teams, and Catherine was uh, the first woman on Fort Bliss's uh, SWAT team, which I think is incredible. Well, again, these uh, people deserve to be in the Hall of Honor because they're an inspiration. Um, they will be an inspiration to young women uh, and others as they look at this and say, well, if she did it, maybe I can do it too. Let, let's go on to another one of those kind of, I'll use the term guys, who when you hear his story, you just are amazed, and that's uh, Jeffrey Stitzel. Tell, tell us about uh, his um U.S. Army experiences. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Stitzel had a long and distinguished military career, Jim. Uh, was born in Royal Oak in 1969, lives in Waterford now. Uh, he served in the uh, active Army uh, his whole career, 1987 through 2018. Uh, another guy who uh, rags to riches, uh, started out as a buck private and uh, uh, attained uh, the rank of command sergeant major. Uh, and uh, he had command sergeant major assignments in a number of different units, um, multiple combat deployments, uh, uh, Jeff completed, uh, one in Afghanistan, two in Iraq. Uh, he also completed an overseas deployment um, to what, what's called Operation United Assistance. Uh, this is a United States Africa command m- mission begun in 2014 in response to the Ebola crisis in West Africa. Uh, This Africa Command provides direct support to the U.S. Embassy in Liberia and the U.S. Agency for International Development's efforts to provide the confidence and support needed uh, for the international community and the affected countries by Ebola to respond to the crisis and battle the virus. And uh, one of Jeff's command sergeant major assignments, highest enlisted rank in that command, was there. Uh, Jeff holds a 
Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice from uh, the Missouri-based Park University and a Master of Science degree in public administration from Central Michigan. And, uh, you know, we talked earlier about Catherine Farrell's long list of awards. My gosh, I mean, this guy has almost everything. Uh, Distinguished Service Medal, which is the the highest uh, Army non-combat medal that's given. Uh, A number of others that are uh, not quite that high, but still Legion of Merit, Defense Superior Service Medal, three Bronze Stars, um, 13 Army Commendation Medals. Uh, The Navy has an equivalent to that, and I never heard of anybody that had anywhere near that many. (laughs) 13 Army Commendation Medals, including one for valor that he received uh, for bravery during uh, his deployment in Iraq in 2005. Uh, Jeff risked his own life several times uh, to provide his uh, soldiers, uh, protect his soldiers and extract casualties to safety, also resupplying his company while under fire. You know, Jim, I was never in combat and I just don't know if I could do that kind of stuff. But I'm sure that when I get to to speak with uh, Jeff Stitzel at the ceremony, he'll tell me, well, you know, I was just doing my job. That, that's, came, what they, came instinctive, that's, what they, that's what they all say, just doing my job. I'd also point out, because I think this tells you how his peers viewed him, um, he received the Department of Army Non-Commissioned Officer of the Year uh, recognition in 2002. And, yeah, and he, the, the very first the very first awardee for that, for that uh, recognition, that's right. Tells you a lot about how his peer, peers uh, viewed him, and so uh, again, a uh, to to uh, both Catherine and Jeff, sort of living legends who are being inducted into the Hall of Honor, who will be providing great inspiration to uh, those who attend and those who follow their story uh, on the Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor website, which is mi military vet hallofhonor.org. Um, we're talking to, to Paul Ryan, one of the board members and the, and, uh, the chair of this year's induction ceremony. Uh, Paul, I'm kind of interested in, I always like to see my Coast Guard friends get some recognition, so I'm kind of interested in the story of Tom Haas from the Coast Guard who's being inducted. And, and we did have a Coast Guard uh, member inducted in the uh, uh, original class of 2019, so tell us about Tom Haas. Yeah, um, uh, we are serious on the board of the Hall of Honor about diversity across the branches and, and uh, inducting uh, Tom Haas uh, uh, points that out. Uh, uh, Tom Haas is being uh, inducted in the veteran category for 2021. Um, uh, long career in the Coast Guard, but also for his post-Coast Guard achievements in the field of academia. Uh, Tom graduated from the Coast Guard Academy with honors in 1973. Uh, Later on, he earned a master's degree in chemistry and environmental health sciences at U of M. Uh, He was in the Coast Guard for 23 years and became a recognized expert in hazardous material transportation. Uh, After a number of uh, assignments around the Coast Guard, uh, Tom eventually returned to the Coast Guard Academy to teach chemistry while earning an additional master's degree in human resources and yet another degree, a doctorate in chemistry. In 1989, his chemistry and hazmat cleanup expertise 
was crucial to the Coast Guard's response to the Exxon Valdez oil spill in Alaska. Tom retired from active service in 1996 from the Coast Guard, but remained at the academy as its chief academic officer. Uh, but then in 2003, he moved to the State University of New York at Cobleskill as its president. Uh, then in 2006, uh, Tom became president of Grand Valley State University here in uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, under his leadership at Grand Valley State, uh, 30 new undergraduate and 16 new graduate programs were uh, implemented. Uh, he was instrumental in opening Grand Valley's Detroit facilities and adding two and a half million square feet in buildings with LEED certifications, either silver, gold, or platinum. Uh, because of these efforts, Tom was named the 2010 Michigan Green Leader. Uh, he also served as chair of the governor's 2016 Michigan 21st Century Education Commission. Uh, uh, with respect to support for veterans, while he was president at Green Valley State, uh, he actually became a national leader in initiatives to support uh, veterans' educational opportunities, uh, including support for the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program. And uh, these efforts and others um, uh, earned Grand Valley uh, gold status as a uh, vet-friendly educational institution uh, from the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Uh, really a great, a great guy that had some very strong careers in both uh, service of the Coast Guard and in the field of academia. Well, there's no doubt that uh, Coast Guard Captain retired Thomas J. Haas should be in the Hall of Honor. Uh, there's one little story I want to uh, pull out of his bio, which is uh, one of the assignments he was on the Coast Guard Cutter Mackinac, which was up in Traverse City. And uh, it's it's noted here he, he met his wife, Marcy, in Traverse City while the Mackinac was docked in town for a week. It would turn out to be one of his favorite assignments. So, you know, uh, Michigan true and true uh, here. So, it's great uh, to have Tom Haas going into the Hall of Honor. But, Paul, Ryan, I want you to tell us about a, a good old-fashioned Marine grunt, uh, Sid Taylor, who's also going in. Yeah, I, Jim, I love this story. Uh, Sid Taylor is uh, another uh, 2021 inductee in uh, the veteran category. Uh, he uh, was in the U.S. Marine Corps in the 60s, uh, uh, combat veteran from, me, uh, from Vietnam, uh, machine gunner. Uh, he uh, comes back uh, from the war, uh, puts off the uniform, uh, and uh, gets right into it in a civilian career. Uh, he, uh, uh, in the automotive industry, primarily 48 years of service to the automotive industry, 22 of those years were, the, were, were with General Motors. Uh, he formed his own company, SET Enterprises, in 2008, uh, was ranked as the eighth largest African-American-owned company in the, in the United States at that time. Um, uh, he's got... Um, uh, 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 he he uh, led uh, the uh, Real Life 101 Scholarship Fund for 17 years. Uh, Real Life 101 Scholarship Fund provides scholarships to at-risk uh, college-bound students. Um, he's got, uh, he received his business degree from the University of Detroit. Um, he uh, uh, 
has an honorary doctorate of humane letters from Madonna University, uh, taught statistical techniques and applications to uh, for manufacturing processes at uh, Oakland University and St. Clair College in Canada while he was at General Motors. Uh, his uh, uh, accolades and uh, community board positions are almost too numerous to mention. And, and Sid, uh, Sid is one of these veterans who never lost sight of of that service. He learned so much in service. He applied those lessons he learned in service and then made sure he gave back. He sits, I know, on the uh, National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, helping veterans uh, get certified and do work with companies looking for veteran-owned businesses. He was on the board of the Monford Point Marines of America. I mean, Sid's one of those guys, and you look at him and go, yep, that's, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> once a Marine, always a Marine, and he always has stayed true to helping veterans, hasn't he? Oh, yes, he has. Uh, he has excelled. Sid has excelled in uh, service to veterans and achievements in, uh, in in the philanthropic area and in business and has been uh, recognized numerous times for that. Uh, I have personally not met him, but I can't wait to shake his hand. Uh, just a, a, a great story. Um, someone who has uh, uh, been of immense benefit in so many areas in the state and a, another really, really worthy candidate for induction into the Hall of Honor this year. Is it, again, an inspirational story for those who will learn from our history. That's what the Hall of Honor is doing, is holding these men and women up through all the branches with all different types of uh, experiences and saying, hey, we can learn from these uh, men and women, and I think you're doing a great job, Paul Ryan and the board of the Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor in doing that. Would you remind our listeners, uh, Paul, where uh, this induction ceremony is going to be held and maybe where they can get some more information about it? Yes, um, it is the uh, will be held on Friday, November 19th at the uh, uh, Michigan History Center in uh, Lansing. And um, uh, the, the ceremony is expected to start at uh, 1230. Well, we want to encourage people to go to the website, which is mimilitaryvethallofhonor.org, to follow along, read some more about the stories. Uh, you heard about all of these uh, fantastic folks in the class of 2021. We were only able to drill down on a couple of them. Uh, uh, Adolph McQueen's story is very interesting. Susan Parrish's story uh, as, as an aviation pioneer, a woman pioneer, very interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of congressmen in there, former Congressman Mike Rogers and Joe Schwartz. But it's the story you're really telling in the Hall of Honor is their service before they became country, uh, uh, congressmen and, and what they did afterwards that uh, kind of gets them into this. So some really interesting stories we weren't able to touch on. Right. And, and, and you know, as, as I went through uh, with my fellow board members, the selection process for these inductees, I, I'm reacting. With, oh, who knew? I, I had no idea. I had no idea they did this. Uh, and, and these are our, our fellow citizens, either uh, still living or departed, uh, that have uh, uh, achieved all this. It's just it's astounding uh, to learn it. And uh, we hope to impart a lot of information to the public uh, at the induction ceremony, as well as the website. As you alluded to, Jim, uh, there uh, 
complete stories for all the inductees will be there. And if anybody wants to help support the mission of this 501c3 organization, the Michigan Military and Veterans Hall of Honor, you can go to that website. There's a way to become a sponsor for either this ceremony or future. And I'm sure the board would appreciate all the uh, economic as well as public relations support for these activities, wouldn't they, Paul? Absolutely, yeah. We can we can use all the help we can get. Uh, we're we're in this together with the public. Uh, uh, help us to uh, to help the citizens of Michigan uh, learn about these uh, outstanding people. Captain Paul Ryan, uh, we appreciate the time that you gave us today to talk about the uh, Michigan Military and Veteran Hall of Honor these upcoming induction classes and uh, we look forward to hearing more about this as the word spreads about the great work that uh, you and your board are doing thank you jim appreciate the opportunity and it was really great being with you and i want to thank everybody for listening to veterans radio today i am jim fossone it's been a pleasure to be your host i'm a veterans disability lawyer at legal help for veterans and you can reach us at 800 800- 693-4800 or LegalHelpForVeterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and internet radio shows by going to VeteransRadio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, Eisenhower Center, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor, and the American Legion Press Corn Post 46 also in Ann Arbor. They keep us on the air, as does your support. Go to Facebook, go to veteransradio.net, and support our efforts. And until next time, you are dismissed. <laughs>